welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV Experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show today, Large Country. Hey, thank you, sir. Glad to be here. It's a little fry yay. There you uh, go. Now you're picking up what I'm... Oh, yeah. I'm I'm with you, dog. Okay. A little fry yay. Nice little yeah. weekend plan. Got nothing going on. Can't wait. A little excitement back in your voice. Yeah, a little pep in the step. That's nice. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of, uh, <laughs> you know what, I was going to say, there's a lot of talk to talk about today. No, there's not. <laughs> We've hit it. Hey, we're in July. It's official. We started out July and it's like, oh, busy stuff. Look at us. Uh, <laughs> th- this is where you earn the money today, planning this content and what's going on. So uh, happy Friday to you and our listeners. Uh, going to get into some college football stuff. More rumors swirling around, and I, I think this is like the perfect time for college football because it is almost college football season, but at the same time, there's nothing else going on. So I think that we're taking things from smaller accounts and people that we shouldn't trust and being like, is this real? Is this something that's going to happen? It's like the, the Sir Yacht effect. Man, I was getting ready to say the same thing. It's like what we did two years ago in 2020. It was like, are they coming back or are they not? Are we playing football? Are we getting college football? Is the Big Ten here? What is going on? There's going to be a decision today. This guy doesn't know anything. Shit, there was a decision. Maybe he does know. Right. It's uh, reading the tea leaves Yeah. with some of these people to just be like, I think this is going to happen. I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to pretend that I have some sources that say – this is what's going on. Yep. And one of the things that I kept seeing yesterday after we ended the show was this talk of Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson all in talks with the SEC. Mm-hmm. As I alluded to, then you have to go to the source, though, and be like, okay, who's reporting this? It is a Twitter swim like swim swam. They they just talk about collegiate swimming. Yeah. Which I don't yeah, want to yeah. discredit you. It's like, okay, cool, you're in the college realm <laughs> athletics, but it's a swimming yeah. profile or whatever. I mean if you're if swim is the one over here making decisions about these schools going to the SEC, then look out, folks. Because apparently they're making more money than the football program is. <laughs> or the football program's gone and told them like, hey, yeah, I was going to say, Just I don't get think ready to have better facilities. Now, I did want to, like, yesterday I saw, who was it? I don't think it was Bruce Feldman, but it was somebody else, um, Barrett Sally with CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is, guys, like, this is from a swimming account. I don't know that we need to necessarily, like, jump all in and be like, yeah, this is happening. But at the same time, wouldn't it just be hilarious? I think it would be to me. If this was accurate because, like, some athletic director was like, oh, hey, by the way, like, talking with his coaches or something. Mm-hmm. And tells the swim coach, like, you know, hey, here at Virginia, the SEC is – they're making a little bit of a run for us. And then that gets it to this Swim Swam account, which is a verified account with 100,000 followers. So it's not just like, hey, we talk about swimming. We have 2,000 followers. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big account 
the fact that there is a, a swimming account that has over 100,000 followers, that's pretty shocking to me. Maybe that's because I can't swim. But I do think it would be kind of cool. It, the thing that really was a, like a red flag, like, ah, eh, I don't think I believe this, was the fact that uh, people are leaving out Miami. Like, if you're yeah. going to the ACC and you're like, hey, let's grab some of these football schools, which this is a football grab, I would think that Miami would be one of the top schools. And the fact that North Carolina was mentioned here, and mm-hmm. them moving without Duke also felt like a little bit of a, eh, that's, you probably don't know what you're talking about. Yep. But who knows? I, I hate to sit here and just say, like, oh, no, this, this person's wrong. News changes so fast. And it just it comes from everywhere too, because like at the same time as much as we want to sit here and say like, oh, they don't know, like that, nah, don't believe it, don't trust. It's also like, well, actually, if there's a little bit of smoke, there might be some fire. And that's where I was just, I don't know. That's kind of maybe where I get the trapped in, where people think I believe everything I read, but it's more of just like, no, like this is just like what I saw. I'm just letting you know I saw this. Not necessarily, don't wholeheartedly believe it, but it is out there. I am people. I 100%. I am the person who tells you, you believe everything you hear <laughs> slash read slash think. I'm just, just sharing I don't know news, that news, man. has ever come across your desk and you're like, eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know how to not come off that way. You, I, don't, I know you we've talked so about it. excited several- about everything. Which is not a negative. I love that quality about you. I need that to balance out my negativity all the time. Mm-hmm. But you just like share news so excitably that it's like, oh, okay, he believes this. <laughs> there is no second guessing this. Every source is real. <laughs> if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Uh, so I live my life ones over the years too. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I don't want to just discredit because maybe it is that hypothetical of like, oh, hey, met with our coaches our athletic departments and we were just kind of letting our swim department know like hey by the way this is a possibility and i'll tell you i read a little bit further into it uh today just to try to figure out myself like what's going on and it does sound like north carolina is going to be a much bigger target than people think for the sec and the big Ten. That, huh. that if after Notre Dame is like they're at the top, and that the Big Ten really wants them, but I don't think they're going to get them. Yeah, and that even after that, like Clemson, Clemson say, just it seems like a no brainer. If they move, they're going to the SEC. Yeah, they already feel like an SEC school. We've kind of talked about that one. So after those two big dogs that are always in the college football playoff, it kind of sounds like North Carolina is going to be the next big target. It's yeah. not going to be Oregon or Washington, that it's going to be North Carolina. And right there, geographically even, it kind of makes sense for both the Big Ten and the SEC. They've got a big basketball footprint, obviously. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a big brand. With, I mean, they're partnered with Jordan. They've got a color named after them. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of a, it's a low-key, really big program. Yeah, but like outside of basketball, what, you know, I mean, what is North Carolina? I mean, that as respectfully as possible, too. I do not follow sports outside of basketball and football. So, like, with North Carolina, then, it's just kind of like, ugh. Lacrosse, maybe? I don't know. You want to get into that? I don't. I honestly, I don't think any of it matters. Just the fact that it's North Carolina? 
Mm-hmm. They've got a big enough of a an up up and coming kind of football program, a yeah. historically like decent one, but also I, I, adding in the football or sorry the basketball is going to be huge for either one of them. And then that market of trying to get into North Carolina, a lot of this realignment, this phase of it, I think is going to be about TV deals, mm-hmm. and then trying to get into like okay, we don't have anything in North Carolina, let's try to dip into like that Charlotte market you know maybe we can bring duke and north carolina i would was it yesterday we were talking about that like oh man this the big 12 could be set up to be a very nice yeah basketball conference so if that happens with north carolina does duke i mean does duke kind of get the same treatment or no i think i think it would be a partner deal they're like hey if you want to talk to us cool we're bringing our yeah rival with us you can't even say like little brother duke is not good at football but they're so good at basketball yeah that I, I think that they also offer a lot to any conference. The academics, too, at Duke is going to be very enticing for the Big Ten, who very much cares about academics. Yeah. The SEC, not so much. I don't think you, Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, can you play football? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Vandy, for bringing up that average every year. <laughs> Other really than that, appreciate it. <laughs> right. Uh, but we'll see what happens. There was also talk that I read about an ACC and Pac-12 partnership. That, mm. You know, the Big 12 might be a conference that's trying to pick uh, from both those conferences that they might be in talks for like, a, hey, let's partner up and try this stuff. Uh, we talked about earlier in the week that the Pac-12 is already going to try to negotiate their media rights deal, which expires in 2024. I don't quite understand that one. I, it feels to me like you're trying to renegotiate things when your stock is at its lowest. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, by the way, we just lost two really powerful schools in, in the biggest markets. market in like the world. But you want to redo our deal? <laughs> yeah. Hey, why don't you go ahead and pay us just a little bit more so we can go get some other schools or mm-hmm. play some? We'll be fine. They'll, it, they'll come back. Yeah. They'll and come a, back. another thing with the ACC as well and their media deal, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. And I read more onto that one. Uh, their deal doesn't expire until 2036. It's not a good deal to begin with. And so now if the ACC tries to add some other teams, like if they try to go and be aggressive, mm-hmm. then you, you run the risk of pissing off schools like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, because you're adding schools, but you're not adding money. So yeah. now Clemson's making less money, and it would take one phone call from the SEC to be like, hey, you want to ju-? And then they would say yes. <laughs> they wouldn't even finish the sentence. Right? We're in. <laughs> we'll do it. D- we're, deal. We've been waiting for this moment for 50 years. <laughs> we're there. We've already got the signage. <laughs> We've had it in storage. We've been waiting for this. We can have it up by the end of the week. But I mean, with the ACC, that's another reason why I kind of feel like they might they might just be dead. Because what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go to ESPN and be like, "Hey, I know that we have a deal for 14 more years." Can we renegotiate that? By the way, we haven't added any teams. It's just not going to happen. That's Again, the one that's I'm ESPN. Hang up mm-hmm. the phone. And when I first looked at the ACC deal not expiring until 2036, I was just like, I looked at it as a positive almost because like, oh, like you're locked in with your schools. Like you guys have already agreed upon that. But now that you've thrown out the money that these other schools are making, they're joining the Big Ten and the SEC, it's like, no, 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 no. This is very bad. This is very bad to have a long-term deal in place for your TVs because like, now the schools that are in your conference are going to go, yeah, we're going to go make $30, $40 million extra just joining another conference. Like if you're selling See these you later. in the ACC, you might want to be like, 
Yeah, take Clemson. Yeah. We'll take the additional money. Here's my other question. I was like, yeah, that money sharing is going to be nice, but at the same time, like that's a lot of schools to be getting on, you know. Equal sharing. You know what I mean? Like they might split the same amount of money, but at the same time, like. Oh, yeah, you're not. TV, like the amount of time you're on television is not going to be the same. Yeah. Right. But at. Does that matter? Really Do you care? care? It's like, ah, I'm not in the spotlight. I'm still getting $40 million. Right. It's like the Jim Rome show. We talked about him a little bit this week. Off air. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even realize that Jim Rome is still on TV or radio. Until you start looking up who's the highest paid guy on TV and radio. And it's still Jim Rome. Somehow. With CBS. So like, hey, bud, you can be at CBS and make $30 million a year or whatever. Or you can come over to ESPN, the biggest... Of the big dogs, eh, you can make 10. <laughs> no thanks. I'll stay at CBS Sports. I'll stay in the ACC making a shitload of money. Are people going to forget about us? Probably. <laughs> but it's fun over here, and we make a lot of money. And that's where, like, Wake Forest, NC State, I think some of those schools might be thinking, yeah, let's, let's get rid of Clemson. <laughs> Take Miami with you. And then maybe they start to play a little bit better in athletics, and I don't, maybe, maybe they're happy with that. <laughs> but the ACC is going to be wild. So I, are you saying that they might just start like kind of hoping other schools leave their conference so their share goes up? Maybe. You know, it'd be like <laughs> if you're on a basketball team and it's like, oh, okay, LeBron's leaving. But now I'm going to get more shots. <laughs> mm. We might not win as many games, but I'm going to score more points. It's my turn to take over. <laughs> yeah. LeBron's holding that, me back. That's NC State right now. They're like, yes. Goodbye, North Carolina. Take Florida State, Clemson, and Miami with you. We're going to run this conference. We cannot wait. It's going to be a weaker, less attractive conference, <laughs> but we're going to run it, and we'll make more money. See you later. Will we ever get into the college football playoff? Probably not. <laughs> Don't even care. Money just So much changes so fast with it. And I went and I looked up like what the exit fee is because uh, the ACC just lost Maryland a couple years uh, I guess it's been a while now. Maryland paid $31 million to leave the ACC. Mm -hmm. But the ACC does have a $52 million exit fee. And that exit fee, that's one of those things that's like keeping Texas and OU with the Big 12. I think their exit fee is like $40 million. Mm -hmm. And OU has just kind of come out and said like, no, we're not paying the exit fee. See you all in 2025. <laughs> But with you know Maryland did it before, and they were able to negotiate with the ACC. Some of those schools that um, was it left like the Sun Belt were yeah. able to negotiate and be like, "Hey, we want to join our new conference in 2024." I think Cincinnati did this too. Now, but Maryland was able to do it a couple of years ago for 31 million. I don't imagine the ACC is going to let schools like Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina do that. I think they're going to want that full. Exit fee of 52 mil, but maybe these schools have it. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm sure Clemson can because their football program, Florida State, probably still living off what they did in the 90s, off yeah. their football program. 100%. So, and then North Carolina, again, they, they make a lot of money as well. If Maryland can do it, North Carolina can. Oh, without a doubt. And, I mean, Maryland kind of, you know, up their football program a little bit too. So they've, you know what I mean? They've had some years where I shouldn't say some years. They've had some games where it's like, oh, snap. Okay, cool. Here. <laughs> Good performance by Maryland. And outside of that, it just kind of falls back apart. But North Carolina moving to a better conference. I mean, 
it's crazy how these conferences went from I wish I shouldn't say equal, but just kind of like almost feel like a level playing field to where now it's the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12 is gone, and the ACC almost feels like a joke. Like, yeah, your schools are about to just get picked out, like one by one. And it kind of sounds like you know, those Pac-12 schools that we talked about, there's the six that the Big 12 are talking to. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that core four, the, those first four, that's becoming just more and more solid. Yeah. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Uh, I, I think that they're just kind of waiting to see, like, all right, what's the Pac-12 going to do? Are you going to be able to renegotiate? Are you going to be able to keep Oregon and Washington? But even if you keep Oregon and Washington, that Big 12 might be a better move for you. Oh, without a doubt. And even if the Pac-12 keeps Washington and Oregon, it's like that's all you have. And Stanford. Like, I just I don't feel like there's any – the Pac-12 is just going to be kind of completely forgotten about. Yeah. USC and UCLA, like, yeah, we're going to see you play Ohio State, mm-hmm. Michigan, Wisconsin, you know what I mean, some of these other big schools here in the Big Ten, where those games are going to be exciting, and there's going to be fun matchups to see in college football and in other sports. But with those guys, it's like, man, I don't care to see Oregon play Stanford anyways right now. Yeah, it, I mean, they're going to have to expand, too, just to to make up for those schools that look that left and mm-hmm. I just don't know who it's going to be like BYU they're already joining the Big 12 yep. which is another reason why the Big 12 is going after Utah it's like hey come have this rivalry we got you we'll bring Colorado back too mm-hmm. which I absolutely love I do too and that's where I kind of hope as well where Nebraska is like hey uh, if we're going to get it figured out let's just dip back over here let's yeah. go be the top dog you know or try to be I would to like be to again. see that I still don't think it will happen though yeah it's yeah. tough, especially with that all that profit sharing. But let's say the Pac-12 and the ACC join, but the ACC loses, like we said, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, and possibly Duke. That leaves you Boston College, Georgia Tech, Louisville, North Carolina State, Pitt, Stanford, and excuse me, not Stanford, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. And then you get the Pac-12 of Oregon, Washington, their state schools, and then Stanford and Cal. Are you excited watching that? Are you excited nope. seeing those? No. That's how <laughs> I feel, too. It's going to be like slightly better than what the American Conference was. Or even the old Big East, uh, when it still had like Boston College and Syracuse. Mm-hmm. After Miami and Virginia Tech left, it's like, oh, okay. You have West Virginia. They've been cool. They're not anything special. Mm-hmm. And then the travel would just be a nightmare. Oh, like Oregon and Virginia Tech playing? That'd be a fun matchup to watch on a night game at Virginia Tech. That's going to suck for those Oregon kids. Yeah. Yeah, or you're going from, you know, Oregon all the way down to Georgia Tech. Like, that's a conference game? Good luck. Screw that. And And I know we sit here. They did announce already that they're going to that new scheduling format. So maybe it works out a little bit better to where you're not traveling that far all the time. Yeah. But still, it would it would suck. But also, at the same time, the Big 12 is probably leaning towards it <laughs> Yeah, as well. <laughs> You're going to go from Utah to West Virginia? Yeah. And, like, they, that town doesn't have an airport. Like, you have to drive into the university. Yeah. It's, it's hell. I, yeah. I've read stories about how it's, like, the worst place to play because their fans in West Virginia are so rowdy. And you have to fly over the mountains. There's nothing there. <laughs> You're not staying in like a five-star hotel. Nope. And it's just rough because you do. I don't remember where you fly into. 
And then you have to take a bus. You I think it's almost shuttle. like an hour drive mm-hmm. just to get there. Right. Yeah. That'd be so. cool if you're a fan of West Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to do this, like experience it myself. It sucks if you're the traveling team. Mm-hmm. Like that just does not sound enjoyable at all. But at yeah. the same time, yeah. travel is just so easy for a lot of people. And, you know, some of these schools now, they're just like, hey, we don't care. I mean, we'll be on a plane ride on a bus there. We'll be ready to go. Don't worry about us. Yeah. And if you don't want to take a bus, you could always just go to Roper Kia and get yourself a new ride. If you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off that nicer, newer ride. And if you check out their inventory, if they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it at Roper Kia. Again, mention us at Mike Up. You get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. You better believe it. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit their website. So be sure to do so again at Gunspot.com. couple things from the chat. Um, tacos are good for any day. Correct. Yes, sir. We've tried to make Taco Tuesday, not we, maybe more so you. <laughs> like Taco Tuesday is a thing. Tacos are good every day. Yeah. It's just fun to do the Taco Tuesday noise. Is it? Yeah, I can't do it today, though. My voice isn't feeling it. Um, Oregon would run the conference, Pac-12 ACC. Probably. I, I will You'd say. almost I, hope so. I'm a little bit hesitant with Oregon. Remember, they just lost their head coach, uh, Mario Cristobal, who mm-hmm. went to Miami. We'll see what happens with Oregon. I think they can still be very good. Uh, they got who is Dan Lanning from Georgia, their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he does. Coordinators don't always transition well to head coaches. Uh, Kirby Smart was a defensive coordinator, then went to Georgia. He's doing just fine. They have all that Oregon money, but I do still wonder how successful they are going to be. I like Oregon. They almost get overrated. Like they've actually done something in the last 10 years other um, than cool uniforms. Yeah, I mean, they did. They had that little run with Marcus Mariota. You know what I mean? So they've had some decent prospects come out as well in terms mm-hmm. of quarterback, like Justin Herbert as well. But outside of that, and I know you know that, of course. But I guess I kind of agree. It's like Because with Oregon, it's you get so hyped and excited about it, and then you just wait for it to happen in the Pac-12. Like, well, they're going to lose to somebody they probably shouldn't lose if to. If Oregon didn't have the crazy uniforms and so many different variations, if they just had one standard uniform, yeah, if they were just green and yellow, <laughs> if they were just green and yellow and were sponsored by Nike uh-huh. and the owner, creator of Nike wasn't from there, right. I think I could agree with that. Yeah, but we'll see. I do. I tend to root for them. I like the uniforms. Even what they did, like the cookie crisp uniforms or whatever last <laughs> year, I thought they were cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, they do get, a, I think, a little bit overhyped of like, oh, Oregon could be really good. They've dominated the Pac-12 for the last couple of years. Pac-12 post Pete Carroll at USC, so not necessarily the same. We got to we got to get some praise to the Utah. They did win it last year, I believe. So they did for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. So even then, it's like Utah it again. won the conference. Yeah, I also like Utah. They did it with a quarterback who was third stringer at Texas. Mm-hmm. He transferred because he couldn't see the field at Texas. <laughs> <laughs> went five and six last year, or five and seven. Yep. So that's a little rough. <laughs> he had a right? chip on his shoulder. You know, he's something to prove. Texas doesn't want me. Utah wonder, does. 
I wonder how the Pac-12 does in like bowl games. Because that's always the thing. It's like, oh, let's look at how good your conference actually is. How'd they fare in bowl games? Mm-hmm. Pac-12 has been very, very weak for a while. I mean, how? what's going to happen with the Rose Bowl? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be sad. <laughs> Feels like that's just kind of like, That's with. one of the best traditions in college football. And I just, it's probably going to go away. I can't imagine that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten now are still going to be like, yeah, let's partner for that. Let's yeah. be friends and have the Rose Bowl. And even if like the Pac-12, like the winner of the Pac-12 versus the winner of the Big Ten, that doesn't seem fair. Or I would love to see USC win the Big Ten and then have to play like some uh, Fresno <laughs> Stanford, State. Stanford, yeah. <laughs> you know, Oregon State, somebody like that out of the Pac-12. And be like, yeah, we used to run this bitch. Now we're back. We're, we're members of the Big Ten. Playing for the other side here in California. It'll be weird. Uh, but what, another thing that I wanted to talk about today is the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, the title of the show is Sloppy Seconds. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday, even trying to find spots for Jimmy Garoppolo now that Baker Mayfield has been traded. And just taking it division by division here, looking at the backup quarterbacks in the NFL. I was a little bit surprised at actually how bad some of them are. Because even yesterday, looking at it and being like, man, like so many of these teams are just pretty solid at backup quarterback. Then I looked at the AFC West. I don't know how good the AFC West is. I, even at um, starting with our Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. Chad Henning, backup mm. quarterback. I think in a pinch, if he really, if he actually had to play, they would maybe, maybe not make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo, but they actually, they might be one of the better candidates, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens if somebody gets hurt? That's well, the Kansas City might be the option for like, okay, midseason injury. If something were to happen to Patrick Mahomes, they're a team that's going to be a contender, but also needs a better quarterback than Chad Any. Would you be okay with Jimmy Garoppolo if that's what happened? It would depend on what they give up to get him. Because I still rounder. don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. They gave up a third rounder. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd, he's not worth a third rounder. For half a year? For Maybe save games, a season? You're going to give up a guy who's going to be a, should be a starter on your team for four years. Or at a minimum, a contributor. With the third or maybe you just go, all right, we bite the bullet on this season. We get a high draft pick, and we just help reload this team. Never wish an injury. Don't want it. Don't even want to think about it. But at the same time, it's part of our job. Yeah. So, I mean, Chad Henney, I don't love him. Henney thing is possible. That's about it. backup quarterback. Like, oh, we love him. Hope he doesn't have to play. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really it. And if he does have to play, though, it's just kind of like, well, just go make it happen. Just make something happen. Yeah. That's kind of where it's at with him. But and like, again, sticking with the AFC West, moving to Oakland, I listed Jared Stidham as their backup quarterback. I I feel like that's kind of the, the thing. I know that I get pegged as like the uh, Jared Stidham guy. Uh, it's either going to be Jared Stidham or Nick Mullins. I feel like Stidham has the advantage knowing the offense. Mm-hmm. The, the Patriots bringer that Josh McDaniels brings over from the Patriots. I probably wouldn't feel too good about that one either. So maybe if you're the Raiders and again, and you're in contention, if you're be, if you're successful 
and Derek Carr goes down with a serious injury, then maybe you can make the call for a Jimmy yep. Garoppolo. And the other team that you know is kind of interesting too in the AFC West is the Denver Broncos. You got Russell Wilson and Josh Johnson behind him. If Russell Wilson goes down with an injury. I mean, if you're the Broncos, are you even interested in trying to go, or is it like to get a Jimmy Garoppolo? Or is it just like, man, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, we're not going to be able to contend anyways. This division's too tough. The one guy that we had for hope is is gone. He is hurt. Yep. And I, I'm kind of surprised that, honestly, they're rolling with Josh Johnson as their backup. It almost, it almost feels like you need <laughs> no offense to Josh Johnson. Maybe somebody a little bit better in there. Yeah. Call Carolina. Be like, hey, PJ Walker. <laughs> we want <laughs> Straight trade. Which is another thing I heard this morning of people talking about, like, oh, what do you do with Sam Darnold now? I would assume you keep him. If Baker Mayfield is getting traded for a conditional fifth-round pick... <laughs> And the other team is paying most of his contract. I don't think you're going to get a whole lot to be like, yeah, let's flip Sam Darnold. You might as well just keep him and have him compete against Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think having Sam Darnold in the room competing is better than having him away and paying him to play somewhere else. 100%. Let him sit there and compete and maybe push Baker Mayfield to be like, hey, by the way, remember, I was the number three pick in the same draft. <laughs> Now, it would be hilarious if at some point they're able to trade Sam Darnold for like a second-round draft pick. <laughs> no We're going to be like, oh, what? I agree there's no shot, but I don't know. Some teams would be desperate, and we'll sit here and look at it and be like, I can't believe they just did that. Yeah, And the last quarterback in the AFC West with the Chargers is Chase Daniel. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say Chase Daniel is the best backup quarterback in that division. And Most, I don't think that, Yeah, I mean, honestly – I think Nick Mullins is a little underrated, honestly, because I know he's with the Raiders, but he's smart, and we've got to see him actually start with the Niners and have a smidge of success. I feel like with Chase Daniel, we just we see him in crunch time of those random you know, week 17, week 16 games where it's like teams already made the playoffs. Chase Daniel's just out here hanging out. Mm -hmm. Like Even if you had to choose one for your team, though, I think we both agree. Oh, we Chase Daniel. Yeah. yeah. On and off the field reasons. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, not like that. No, 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 no. He's just, everyone loves him. Like, especially here in Kansas Including City. You, He's a Mizzou kid. Get out of here. Don't be nasty. I don't know. Is there some, this is a safe space if you want to share. No, there's nothing to share. You love him on the field and off the field. Okay. All right. Whatever. Don't elaborate. Just a great guy. I'm just going to sit here and make up my own scenarios in my brain. Uh-huh. You go ahead. Okay. I'll just let uh, you know they're wrong. AFC East, also mm. not a great Backup quarterback division. Uh, you've got Brian Horn. Uh, Hoy Hoyer. Ooh, yeah, where's your mind See, at? Dog? I told you my brain was wow. just going to make up stuff. Uh, <laughs> bonk on me. That's, that's my fault. Uh, then you also have Case Keenum. I like Case Keenum a little bit. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater with the Miami Dolphins and Joe Flacco. I, I would hope that Joe Flacco doesn't see the field at all if I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. No, I, I would much rather just see Mike White than Joe Flacco again. Mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer, he's a coach. Yeah, I just... Like, they even drafted that kid out of, like... Uh, Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Western Kentucky. Yeah. It's like, Brian Hoyer, he is Udonis Haslam. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to practice. But I, I do even think that if it really came down to, like, oh, shit, Mac Jones is hurt... We're going to go ahead and play Bailey Zappi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's a coach. Case Keenum, he's, 
He's all right. I guess you got to feel a, a little bit okay about that. What, he's in Buffalo, I believe. Yes, he I is in Buffalo good fit. with just pairing him with Josh Allen to just to be that like, oh hey, here's a veteran. Mm-hmm. He's played for a million teams. Yep. Talk to him if you have any problems. If he had to play, I guess I feel okay about that one. I would say best quarterback in this division, backup quarterback in this division. I would probably go with Flacco, or not Flacco. Sorry, Bridgewater. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, what in the world? Um, I, I think I actually would go with Case Keenum. I like Teddy Bridgewater, though. It's just we know who he is. And Teddy, or in Case, again, we know who he is as well. But I feel like with Case Keenum, you're going to get more of like a spark in those moments, you know, where he does make a big plays. And with Teddy Bridgewater, it's just yep. dink and dunk all the way down the field. Yeah, it would be between those two for me. Hoyer and Flacco, I would just pray that they don't see the field. <laughs> Or, you know, if something happened to the starting quarterback and you had to play one of those guys, like I like with Hoyer, if something happens to Mac Jones, I would play Bailey Zappi. If something happens to Wilson, I would be exploring other options if I'm the Jets. And be like, who else is actually out there? Yeah. Uh, like Mike White. They have Mike White. I would probably play him over Flacco. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I think that would, and plus it would just kind of be more enjoyable for the fan base to watch him too, mm-hmm. because of what he did last year with Joe Flacco. It's like, oh great, here's this big old goof. Yeah. Oh, another interception. He's still in the awesome. league. Like he's Jim Rome. Like this guy's still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, no 18 idea. million a year, a dog. <laughs> How about that? That's cool. I remember him when he was a Raven. He was good. Well, no, Has he spent his entire career in the Northeast? I couldn't tell you. Where was he before the Jets? That's what I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I'm not like a. I don't care enough to, to even look it up, but I was just a little curious there. What about this next division, though? AFC North. If I had to pick the best backup quarterback, I think to me it's probably very easy with Tyler Huntley with the Ravens. Some people might say, here's the next one. Is Mitchell Trubisky a backup quarterback or is he the starter? Yeah, that's what I was uh, kind of wondering too here. I put him as the backup just because I, I feel like. They're going to start the the rookie, mm-hmm. whose name escapes me right now. Kenny Pickett. Yep. I, I feel like Old even small if hands. Trubisky starts the season, I think Pickett is going to end the season. So I listed him as the backup. I do still like Trubisky. I think he got a, a, a rough start with that landing spot in Chicago. Yeah, Nagy was supposed to be a really good offensive coach. I don't think he was. It I don't just think he did anything out, to yeah. develop Mitch Trubisky. But we'll we'll see. I do still like Huntley a lot as well, so I, I think I'm with you. It's either Huntley, Trubisky, Brandon Allen, no. who's in Cincinnati. Like you, you should have done. No offense to Brandon Allen, should have gotten a better veteran in there. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Then just putting Brandon Allen back there, or Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I, I like Huntley. I like what he did last year when he came in. At times, I, I think that he could actually be. Pretty decent. I, he might get a chance to start in the NFL at some point. I don't know how good he's going to be, mm-hmm. but I think he gets a chance to start somewhere in the NFL at some point in his career. Yeah, and it would be fun to see. I think he's kind of deserved that opportunity, especially after what we saw him do last year in a little spur of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going with Huntley uh, in that one for the AFC North, the, the AFC South, I think this was a no-brainer. <laughs> I think it's Malik Willis. You've got Malik Willis, Nick Foles, C.J. Beathard, and Kyle. Or sorry, yeah, Kyle Allen. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going old Malik. I am too. 
probably future starting quarterback. (laughs) May or may not be competing for that job. Uh, He's not going to get any mentorship from Tannehill. Not any extra. Not any just like, hey, I'm going to help you. Like specifically, it's like if you're going to sit here and like go through this with me, yeah, we'll do it together. But I'm not going to sit here and guide you through it. Yeah, even it would be shocking if Ryan Tannehill is not the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans this next season. Some people might hear that and be like, yeah, no, duh, it'd be a shock. But like, let's just say that hypothetical. What's the market for Ryan Tannehill? Or if you're the Panthers, are you like, fuck? I don't think, I think the quarterback market is just, it's so dried up now that I don't think there would be a big one. Again, unless somebody gets hurt. But I don't know that anybody's like going to go want to pay Seattle. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. To replace one of their quarterbacks. It's kind of crazy. It's, there's a lot of depth at quarterback in the NFL. There's like, even going back to look at this draft. Like you had a couple quarterbacks there competing. Nobody wanted one in the first round because yeah. I, I do think part of it was okay. None of them are really that good, but also a lot of teams are still just kind of happy with what they have, and who's competing for those jobs. They, you know, a lot of young quarterbacks there. That's like, oh, let's give them another year. Yep. Let's see what they have before we truly move on. I even think that's the deal with, um, Allen. They're not Allen, uh, Tannehill. Of like, hey, let's give him one more year. Yeah. See if he can be the guy that leads us to a Super Bowl. And if not, we'll move on. Yep. Uh, the, the reason that we started this whole conversation is the NFC West, because now a lot of people have turned their attention to Jimmy Garoppolo. I still don't think there's a trade market for him. I don't <laughs> think that there will be until somebody is injured. But I do think that he's probably the best quarter, backup quarterback, assuming he's the backup, in the NFC West. Yep. And I will say, if he's not the backup, Trey Lance is, is the backup. Uh, yeah, it's, either way, the answer is San Francisco 49ers backup You've quarterback. You've got John Walford with mm-hmm. the Rams. Thank you, next. Mm. You've got Geno Smith with the Seahawks, your mentor. And Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, this is maybe just biased. He's finishing second on my list. He has come in and he has played well for the Cardinals before. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's probably a lot of heavy bias there. <laughs> I, and I don't blame you, though. Here's the next thing, though. If you're the Rams and you're a fan of the Rams, you almost need to give like John Wolford a key to the city or like organization for helping you guys win a Super Bowl. Because if it wasn't for him, they probably don't move on from old... Uh... Oh, my Jared gosh. Goff? Thank you. His name slipped my mind there. You probably don't move on from Jared Goff so confidently and quickly. Because he came in for that game at the end of the season, it was like this offense runs just fine, if not better, with a stronger arm quarterback. Jared Goff is not that better than John Wolford. Yes, like, we should make a move. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to do something. Trade his ass. Yeah, uh, but Jimmy G, I I don't see a, a trade market for him either. And again, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's episode. Even with Jimmy G, he has to go to a competitive team. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. You're going to have to give up some kind of a draft pick for him. So you want to be a, a team that is competitive and making like a playoff push. The Royals aren't out here trying to trade for Aaron Judge. They, they know that their season's over. No point <laughs> in doing that. So even with some of these NFL teams, you're going to be sitting there like 2-5 and five and your quarterback gets hurt. They're just going to punt on the season. Yeah, like, ah, fuck it. Let's try to get... Bite the bullet. Yeah, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson. Yeah. Like, we're going to tank for the rest of the season because we're already not good. 
Uh, speaking of not good, this might be the worst division for backup quarterbacks. It's the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Rush, Tyrod Taylor, who I like. He's old. Gardner Minshew, who might be the most overrated quarterback I've ever seen. And uh, is it Taylor Heineke? Hey, almost, I almost said Tyler, and I'm reading his name right here. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, yes. Who I like. He did. A, he had a good little guest appearance on Bustin' with the Boys. It was entertaining. It was very I want him good. to be my quarterback, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a very good little interview. Uh, the one thing that's interesting to me, though, with this in the NFC East, the backup quarterbacks, is the third-string quarterbacks. Cowboys third-string quarterback, Will Greer, get out of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Can't throw to his left. New York Giants third-string quarterback, Webb Davis. Davis Webb. <laughs> Webb Davis, excuse me. Davis Webb. <laughs> I remember it's I almost wanted the Chiefs when they were uh, going through that draft class and they were like picking it, what was it, 24 or whatnot before, you know, of course, getting Patrick Mahomes. There was a small part of me that was like, you know, Davis Webb would be kind of fun in Kansas City. Tall, strong arm quarterback. Tech. They missed out on Paxton's, Paxton Lynch the year before. It's like, fuck, go get Davis Webb. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Whatever. Eagles, though, third string quarterback. Carson Strong. Washington's third string quarterback. Sam Howe. Like, I think you can make a case. The third-string quarterbacks are better than the second-string quarterbacks. And that was the reason why I kind of brought them up. It was just like, damn, At NFC a minimum, got it figured like, out. There's more upside. And again, like, I think a lot of people like Gardner Minshew. He's played okay in the NFL. Even when he went to the Eagles, a lot of people were like, oh, he's going to compete for that job. Guess what he didn't do? <laughs> compete for that job with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Like, never even for a second was it like, oh, yeah. And I think this was all like Urban Meyer, like, oh, who's going to compete with <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence? We'll see who plays. Yes. Yeah, you're a dumb fuck, so yeah. no one's listening to you anymore. <laughs> you're but, already fired, dude. You don't even know it. Stupid comment like He's that. another one of those guys. If he weren't so, like, with the mullet and the jorts and stuff like the that. mustache, yeah. People wouldn't even think about him. I mean, it goes all the way just to him being at Washington State. It just everyone loved it. It was like, man, this guy's just different. But he throws the ball around like freaking crazy. I mean, he was like 30 minutes away from being a coach at Alabama. (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) Legitimately being a coach at Alabama. It's the mustache. It's the Minshew mania and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That I think people want to root for him. They kind of like him or think he's funny. But when it really comes down to it, I don't think you want him as your quarterback. Yeah, you like the persona, not necessarily the play. Mm-hmm. Players there, QBRs play on the field. It has not been great. Uh, even for the two seasons that he spent in Jacksonville, where he was playing pretty significantly, his QBR was under 50. 50 is average. Mm-hmm. Anything below that is below average. That's how that works out. And he's, a, he's another one of those guys, just to kind of be fair a little bit, he didn't really get a good opportunity to do anything because one, it was with Jacksonville. You don't have a lot of options there. And then in Philly, I mean, Carson, or excuse me, not Carson, Jalen Hurts was this guy. If Jalen Hurts goes down with an injury and Gardner Minshew has to come in and play this year, I do wonder how that could be, though, with there being more like solidified talent and the guys being healthy on the team. Yeah, it would be I mean, interesting to see what Gardner Minshew would do. He's, there. I mean, he's still young. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, once he's done it, where is he, Philly? If maybe mm-hmm. he tries to go to a different team where it's like, oh, okay, you've had a struggling quarterback. Like, if he he tries to do like the the Giants situation, like Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the Giants because they've got a quarterback who's young and he struggled. He might get hurt. I could play there. That yeah. should be like Gardner Minshew's next move. And honestly. That would be a dream job in the NFL. Whereas, like, I just get to be the guy that comes in with literally zero expectations. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, man, eh, we'll see what we get out of them this week. Like, oh my God, four touchdowns and 350 yards. Thank you, sir. Everybody made you back. And then the next week, he throws three interceptions. And like, oh, bingo. Fuck, yep, that's why yeah. he was a backup. <laughs> Sack twice, two Still fumbles. Love you. Low expectations. <laughs> Thanks for that one time. Yep. It was great. Yeah. The third string quarterbacks, though, in that division are interesting, to say the least. The NFC North uh, is another division where it's. Just a lot of guys that I would not want to see the field. Trevor <laughs> Simeon in Chicago, please, God, don't let anything happen to Justin Fields. Yep. Tim Boyle in Detroit, he's got to be better than Jordan Love because he's already <laughs> beat him out for that job one time, who's in Green Bay. And then Sean Mannion in Minnesota. I would still take Jordan Love. I don't, I don't even care. He could look absolutely terrible in every single practice. Yep. I would still probably pick him over the other quarterbacks there. Without a doubt. Yep. And another interesting one, too, is Kellen Mond with the Vikings. We kind of talked about him. It was weird because last year they pretty much said there's no way he's going to play, even mm-hmm. if there's an injury. And then I believe Kirk Cousins got hurt, and it was like, no, he's, we're not doing it. <laughs> this year, I think it will be maybe a little different. Well, I think a lot of it was with the coach, too, where he's just like, just didn't give a shit. You're like, I want to run the ball anyways. We're not going to give this kid a chance yeah. to come in here and throw and mess it up. Yeah, so I do think this year if Kirk Cousins were to go down with an injury, Kellen Mond's going to get some playing time. Absolutely. Which uh, he should. You drafted him in the third round. Mm-hmm. Now what about this last division here, the NFC South? Starting with I Carolina. think this is the best backup quarterback division in football. What? Yeah. Desmond Ritter for uh, the Falcons, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold for the Panthers, yep. Andy Dalton for the Saints, and Blaine Gabbert for... The Buccaneers. I almost said for Tom Brady. Previous first round picks. A second rounder in Andy Dalton. And then a third rounder in Ritter. All with still like a little bit of upside. And I still really like Andy Dalton too. I think if my team got their quarterback hurt and they made a call to New Orleans, hey, we want the Red Rifle. (laughs) Or as you call him, the Red Rocket. Easy, Tiger. I would be happy with that. I would rather my team give up picks to get Andy Dalton than to get Sam Darnold even. <laughs> but Sam Darnold, I do still think, has a little bit of upside again. If I'm Carolina, I'm not even really kicking the tires on a trade. Pay him for one more year. Let him try to push Baker and keep him accountable. Mm-hmm. Just his presence alone in the quarterback room, I think, is enough to or, keep him around. Yeah. Again, just to push Baker Mayfield and be like, if I slip up, they're going to put this dude in. Yep. Keep Barricare completely focused on St. Donald staying in the building. I was actually talking to a Saints fan last night, and uh, he usually listens to the show, but he was messaging me. He's like, man, what do you think the Chiefs record prediction is? Like, what do you got? And I told him, and he's like, oh, here's mine for the Saints. I think they're going to go 12-6. and six. And I was like, with well, Jameis Winston as your quarterback? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, da, da, da. he kind of started giving me reasons. I was like, when you also don't have Alvin Kamara for like the first six weeks. And he's like, yeah, that means, just means less like uh, dump passes or screen passes and stuff. Kind of laughed. I was like, ha, oh, that's all right. And he's like, man, even if it doesn't work out with Jameis Winston, we got Andy Dalton. I think we're going to be okay there. And I was like, ah. There's a little bit more on the team there to where you're confident with that. But like, damn, thinking the Saints could have that good of a season next year with maybe Andy Dalton being your starting quarterback more times than Jameis Winston is, maybe that's a little intriguing. And I don't think that's a bad spot for Andy Dalton either if Sean Payton was the head coach. Isn't that it's going to be a little different now. But One of the great things about sports, too. Mm-hmm. It's just that belief every offseason, like, no, we're going to be good. We're winning the fucking Even Super Bowl. Even Jets fans are like, Zach Wilson going to take the next step. 
Dude, Pass did you see how much bigger draft. he got this offseason? Mekhi Becton finally going to be in shape? Yeah. <laughs> but every team has that, except for maybe Chief fans, or maybe it's me being pessimist. <laughs> I don't know that they're going to be better. <laughs> I yeah. I think they'll still be good. It's going to be a little different. It's I, I I'm like excited be for this next season, but I'm just being... They're going to be better in 2024 than they would have been if they would have kept like Tyreek and done some of that stuff. That's a very fair statement. But yep. in 2022, 2023... I think it's going to be a rough season in terms of I just like a start, the middle stretch, because we watch Kansas City start here, and it's like, okay, hey, look, off to a hot start, and then they get to that middle stretch around you know the end of October through November, maybe, or maybe just October, where it's like, ooh... Things are not looking so hot right here. We are getting nervous. In November, they figured out. December, boom, they're on the hot streak heading into the playoffs. They're fine playing their best football. This year, though, I think it's going to be like a rough – I think it's going to be a rough start. I think it's going to be a rough middle of the year. And it's just going to be like you better hope you figure it out by the middle of November heading into December and January. Because if you don't, kiss the season goodbye. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, I'm afraid of the Broncos. I'm actually afraid of the Chargers this year. This is the year that I'm like looking at the Chargers like, fuck. Uh-huh. I think they could be good. They have the offensive line. What they uh, added to their defense. I mean, my like God, a, they paid everybody. I don't know if that's a national joke or if it's like a, a regional thing. That like every year is the Chargers year. Mm-hmm. All, all the media and talking heads will be like, the Chargers are going to be great. And They're winning the West. back to like before Justin Herbert. No, yes. <laughs> I like mean, it was Philip Rivers stuff. Seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, every single year I've seen someone pick the Chargers to win that division. And mm-hmm. it's probably going to be me this year. So, woohoo! Yeah, I definitely think it could. And, you know, uh, for our Raiders fans, too, I'd, I do think the Raiders could be good. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, he gets laughed at a lot, but I, st- I still think he could be a good coach. I saw someone share a stat with me the other day, or it was at least on social media or something. I can't remember where I saw it, but I did see it. It was like Derek Carr led the league last year. In a like pass rating and completion percentage or something like that, and then finished at the top in passing yards as well. And I was like, man, now you gave him Devontae Adams in that mix up and Josh McDaniels, who's just going to sit there and preach, get the ball out quickly. It's like oh. Raiders might be able to just get down the field slowly but surely, and everyone's just going to have this defensive mentality of like Ben, don't break. And the Raiders are like, fuck, we're going to break anyways. Don't give a shit. Got Josh Jacobs right here. We're just going to run. Offensive line might not be good. We'll give him three opportunities. If not, jump ball to Adams. Renfro's going to break your ankles underneath. Oh, did you forget about Darren Waller in the middle of the field? Bingo. You also have to worry about Demarcus Robinson there. In the yeah, I mean, window. can't wait to watch him drop a pass right off his face mask. <laughs> Thanks. For Derek Carr's going to zing we'll that puppy that. in there, and you're just going to hear whack. Mm-hmm. I still like Josh Jacobs a lot, too. I, a lot of people are kind of out on him. I think this might be like a prove it year for him because they didn't uh, mm-hmm. sign his fifth year option. So he might yep. be, you know, contract year. We might see his best play. Zamir White, the rookie that they bring in from Georgia, I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenyon Drake, really good catching the ball out of the backfield. Brandon Bolden comes over from New England. Those three running backs, Jacobs, Drake, and Bolden, that's Could like an- the perfect fit for them. And Isaac what the ball Josh well Mc- out of the backfield, and what the Patriots offense usually does, they just mix all the running backs in at all different times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like we can't game plan against all three of them, but every single week one of them is going to go off. Yep, they've got the edge rushers on defense. That that might be about it. Mm-hmm. You really need, if you're the Raiders, you need guys like Trayvon Mullen, Jonathan Abram, Trevor Mowring. Like you, you got to get something out of them in the secondary. <laughs> They brought someone else in the secondary too, didn't Rocky they? Rocky Sin. Yes. 
He was pretty good, too. Linebacker-wise, though, you're not necessarily worried about him in their offensive line. Like Those are their concerns, linebackers and offensive line. Yep. But, I mean, you can patch that and make it work. I mean, shit, we saw Kansas City do it the year they won the Super Bowl. Just mm-hmm. patchwork it. Yeah. It might work out for them. Another thing that will work out for you is that Club 609 happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. If you're in the area, it is a Friday night. That place is going to be packed. You can always call ahead and get yourself a reservation. They do do that. And tomorrow on Saturday, they have their special 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. happy hour. Again, with those two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. Get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. I saw a guy from um, Downtown Lube talking shit on Twitter last night. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, about Kansas basketball and all this realignment oh. because uh, a guy that usually listens to the show, Tyler Warden, uh, was we've tweeted back and forth a little bit about what the Big 12 could potentially look like, adding schools like Arizona, maybe adding uh, North Carolina. You already have in place really good teams like Baylor, Houston, Texas. All three of those had a good basketball season, have done well in recruiting. I, I really, I think that even as a college football guy myself, I think I'm rooting for this like super college basketball conference. It would be a lot of fun. I think so. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Football runs everything with the realignment, and then after that, it's like the TV markets, and then 30 loads of uh, just crap, and mm-hmm. then maybe basketball, and then that's it. Not, nothing else even matters. Uh, but we're going to do a fun little thing today where we're going to draft our non-SEC, non-Big Ten schools uh, for realignment. So I believe that almost everybody else is up for grabs some uh-huh. of the like the smaller schools have already decided and opted to go to a different con- conference like cincinnati i don't know that either of those that we would draft one of them uh texas ou i'm lumping them in they're the sec they're not leaving there uh usc ucla they're going to be in the big 10 but drafting the rest of uh these schools that conferences should go after pretty much would you like a first or second pick? Uh, I'd like to go first, please. Okay. Notre Dame. <laughs> yep, that should uh, <laughs> be the one. I just was like, all right, I, if he picks Notre Dame, it's like, I don't want to be stuck with the number two pick. And people would be like, are you freaking serious? Notre Dame, number one, boom. I also think that they should just not join a conference. I still think they're in a perfect position to have NBC right there in your back pocket and have them paying you for anything and everything that you want to do on the football program, and you just get to create your schedule and make it as yep. easy or difficult as you want moving forward and exciting, and you just, you're just you in just complete control of your own destiny. Yep. And I like that for Notre Dame, and they've had success doing it. I, if I were Notre Dame, I don't know why you would join a conference. Even when we redid the college football playoff, it was like, oh, okay, these Power Five conferences plus Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be included. Mm-hmm. College football is not leaving out Notre Dame. Not at all. And like even right now with the recruiting class for 2023, it's up there. Mm-hmm. You get one quarterback that's good and athletic, I think Notre Dame could be scary because they oh. always have talent everywhere else. Instead, you get a random-ass last... fucking Ian Book. Yeah, they've been pretty good over the last 10 years with guys like Ian Book at quarterback. Yeah. 
So they might not even need that guy. And I do like Marcus Freeman a lot. They would have also been my first pick if I had had it. I don't think that they're going to leave just because everything is so perfectly set mm-hmm. up for them. And they get all the benefits while also just being able to pick and choose whatever they want. Now, if they want to renegotiate their media deal, mm-hmm. they're not having to go and talk to the conference or anybody else. It's just like, hey, you want us to stay on NBC, pay us more money. <laughs> We're not sharing it with anyone. So just keep us around. They would have been my uh, first pick. But since you took Notre Dame, I am going to take Clemson. I'm not as big of a fan of Dabo Sweeney as I used to be. I used to think that he was the second best coach in the nation. After Nick Saban, they had a little bit of a down year. I do think that they're going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you probably have to get into the transfer portal. You have to maybe explore NIL stuff. But they're still very, very good at football. 100%. They, just, they do feel like an SEC school. They always have. I think that they always will be. So they would be... They would be second for me. Yep. Is this going snake draft or am I up again? Yeah, let's go snake draft so I can All draft right. I shouldn't have said it. but <laughs> Right? I paused. You could have jumped in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if I draft the school you were thinking of, though. That is the Miami Hurricanes. Yep, exactly. That's what I, I, I Maybe it's just the whole nostalgia of Miami. Yep. And maybe for some reason I'm buying too much into Mario Cristobal. But they also they've got the booster money. I think Miami is going to be back before too long. And I think it would just be fun to see the guys that played on the you know the two thousand two thousand one two thousand two teams mm-hmm. come back and like be a part of it and like get to see them you know what I mean on national TV and be a part of like maybe the recruiting process and stuff more than they already are now. Like I just think that would be so much fun to see. And plus, I it's just seeing that when, it's Miami. When like, I was younger, and those guys would come back. Or you, they would do like off-season workouts, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this player's not reporting to camp. This player's not reporting to camp. It's like, oh, why not? Because they were all in Miami. Like mm-hmm. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Andre Johnson, like all these big not, like stars in the NFL were training together at Miami. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy though, there are a lot of kids out there, eighteen-year-olds, probably don't even remember those dudes. Yeah, that's which wild. is like. <laughs> insane to think about also makes me feel old that first time in a minute i've been like damn it makes me feel real but like i just i mean like even with texas like last year they showed colt mccoy being at a game and i was like dude that is fucking awesome mm-hmm. i just love that uh next up for me though if i had to pick another school now that you've taken miami um i'm gonna take oregon i do think just being up there with phil knight and nike you know what i mean you have the facilities it does look great the different jerseys it's a lot of fun it's also just kind of what I wanted my third pick to be, but it's all right. I'll take take Oregon here. If I had to do a snake draft going again, this is where I get a little iffy because I don't want to feel like I'm reaching, but maybe Florida State because I think seeing Florida State back as well could be a lot of fun, like having that little run that they had right there in the middle 2000s and stuff where they went undefeated. They won a national title with Jimbo Fisher and Jameis Winston. I think it's neat. And plus it's like if you can get Miami, Florida, Florida State – all these schools just right there playing well in the SEC together, that would be just electric all the time. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I know that they haven't been great at football recently, mm-hmm. but even like saying that, not too long ago, they were winning national championships Yeah, and playing for them. And it, it looked like they were going to be competitive with Alabama. 
And it, you know, Clemson wasn't even really a thing because Florida State was still dominating. So I definitely get that one. I'm going to stick with the ACC for my next two picks. I, reading about this North Carolina stuff, I'm on board. I would try to grab them. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, for either conference. It makes a lot of sense. Honestly, uh, they kind of fit with what the Big Ten is doing. They dipped into Maryland. Now maybe you dip a little bit lower into North Carolina. And I think one of the biggest draws with North Carolina is who's coming with them. Yeah. Because not only is it going to be like, oh, okay, Duke and North Carolina. But then you start getting into North Carolina State. You get into Wake Forest. Uh, there's some really good opportunities there. And I think that pulling North Carolina away from their conference is going to be a, a pretty big move. So I'm going to take them. And my next pick, I'm going with Virginia Tech. Mm. They're, so, they're such a just traditional power. Yeah. I would love to see Virginia Tech be good again. Uh, like I said, like the Blacksburg at night, you got Inner Sandman, you're jumping around. That That fits in with either of those conferences, too. Yep. Again, right there in Virginia, uh, you've already, with the Big Ten, you've already got Maryland there. In the SEC, it just makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we've we got South Carolina. Let's go after North Carolina. Slowly creeping up to Virginia. Uh, it just They would fit in as well. They also have that like maroon color scheme that the SEC oh, yeah. loves so much. <laughs> it's like that's what they're actually doing. People think this is about TV and marketing. They're actually just going after maroon color schemes. Virginia Tech's the next one. <laughs> You're onto something there, I think. <laughs> uh, excuse me, next up, I would go Utah. I know it might be kind of a little out of left field. People might think oh, they're a little smaller, but watching them win the Pac-12 last year and then seeing the recruits that they get in and seeing them develop guys over the last couple of years, I think it's like one of those deals where you look at it and I was like, man, you just give them all these opportunities as like an SEC Big Ten school. It would be fun to see Utah be a huge prominent powerhouse out there in the West. And plus just that Utah area, that stadium, like the backdrop of that, it is just freaking gorgeous. You are a not-so-closeted Utah fan. I have become one, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of reason behind that, so thank you, Justin Trees. But it's just like now you going still into the drink next caffeine. <laughs> or are we giving that up? We'll too? get some orange soda, dog. Then you're you're just full transition. <laughs> In and out in orange soda. What's up? Be hating me, but uh, can Mormons drink orange soda? I can't have caffeine. There's no caffeine in it. I think it has caffeine in it. Sprite it is. Shit, dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just I, I stopped asking questions because I started getting confused and felt like I was coming off as judgmental. So I was just like, I'm done. I just take my information and I'm go. So right. I dated a Catholic girl during Lent, and like every Friday, I'd be like, Hey, like let's go out on a date. Where do you want to go? And she'd be like, It has to have fish. Like we have to have fish, or I won't be able to eat. And it's like, oh, yeah. And I'd forget every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every week. <laughs> every week for 40 days. Boyfriend <laughs> like, of the year, dog. Goddamn. Yeah, that one didn't last. Uh, <laughs> I like your Utah pick, though. Yep. I'm not as big of a Utah fan as you are, uh, but I do like what they're doing. And I would like to see them be successful. I would also like to see them join the Big 12, though. Yeah. It, it would be very fun and enjoyable. Next up, though, for me, my fifth one is going to be Louisville. Mm-hmm. I know I could have gone with Duke. I know I could have gone with Stanford, but it's just like, just be honest. Like Stanford is just kind of like hot and cold, you know, in terms of football and everything like that. And I just feel like they're only going to be asked to join because of like grades and academics and stuff like that. 
And with Duke, kind of similar deal, and it's just strictly basketball. Mm-hmm. With Louisville, though, it's like we've seen you have spurts of success in football and right. in basketball and in other sports. And it's like, boom, you get that opportunity here with on that high of a level. I think it could be a lot of fun. And plus, I like I talked about Oregon and their you know their jersey and the schemes that they do and you know the different outfits and the ways they use them and stuff like that. Louisville does it too, and they actually look pretty neat. Plus, yeah, just they're the like Louisville Cardinals red or whatever they're uh-huh. called. Helmets are pretty slick. I kind of like it. I kind of like it a lot. I actually I would have picked uh, Louisville if you didn't. Oh, sweet. Uh, because I also just map nerd. They fit in right there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> With either conference. It's like, oh, you want to be in the SEC? Cool. Here's Kentucky. Here's Vanderbilt. Yep. You want to be in the Big Ten? All right, cool. Sneak up to Ohio. Like, you're just right there. Illinois, Indiana. It would work out for either one of them. And they have. They've been low-key good at football and basketball. Mm-hmm. So they would have been my pick. Uh, since I can't pick Louisville, I am going with Baylor. The, the just sneaky, forgotten <laughs> Baylor. I saw you write them in. And I was like, how the hell did I not think of that? Because <laughs> I even went through like the Big it. 12, and I was like, man, I just, I just don't give a shit about any of these schools. Texas and Oklahoma are gone. Forget about them. Right. Yeah, I had a couple others that I was looking at. I think Oklahoma State gets slept on, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I almost think that a lot of other conferences are just like, eh, if the Big 12 blows up, they're going to the SEC with Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, we don't even need to make a run. Which I don't them. think would be, like, a bad idea. <laughs> Honestly, no. if Oklahoma State did. They're big enough and, you know, capable of it. They're mm-hmm. also good in every, all their other sports as well. Yeah, one other school that I did have on my list that is kind of low-key forgotten about is Boise State. Oh. Like, even, like, the Pac-12, what are you doing? Call them. Yeah. Call them right now. Yep. Offer them um, whatever they want to get Another in. one that I thought of just now is Arizona. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're – maybe it's just because, you know, we, I just see enough of their stuff online and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like with Arizona, it's like you almost feel like a bigger school than the Pac-12. But for some reason, you're not. Yep. Does that again, make sense? Very good at basketball. Yeah. Which I don't know how much of a draw that is. Uh, TCU gets you in Dallas. I, I do think that's a little bit of a one. That if if the Big Twelve were to dissolve, I think that the Big Ten, who has obviously just come out and said like we're trying to get into TV markets, <laughs> yeah. I think that's one that they would look at and be like, all right, yeah, let's get into the Dallas market. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, I I think those are pretty much the only other teams that I really was like, oh, they would be a good one as well. Who was it? Sorry, I was reading the chat. Just TCU, like eh, TCU SMU. I don't know if that really brings you. Much of anything. Yeah. Iowa State is low-key, low kind of forgotten about. They've been good at football. But again, it some of them just feel like such a fit. It's like, oh, well, they're going to the Big Ten. Yeah, They're going to join Iowa, play Nebraska. Like, should just happen. Oh, here's one that I thought of earlier today. Uh, North Dakota State. Oh, why, my gosh. Why are we not calling them? You guys need to get the F out of the Missouri Valley Conference uh-huh. and, like, Division One AA level. Get out of here. And while you're at it, Bring up South Dakota State and Missouri State as well, and like, like I mean, and like I'm dead serious. I'm I'm serious in the sense is like, and if you do that, you bring up Northern Iowa as well. I think you could bring up you could bring up North Dakota State for sure, and I think they could play in the Big Twelve. I think those other schools you would probably have to join like a Conference USA first, or like a Sun Belt or Sun Belt. Yeah, yeah, get your feet wet, start recruiting. But you know how fun D1 it would athletes. be. To like see those schools make the jump up, like Missouri State joins the uh, Sun Belt and they're playing like Arkansas State. Like hell yeah, 
Let's go. Plus, I'm from like I went to Missouri State, so it's right. like I just want to see that there program are a lot of continue people to be that successful. Are thinking, hey, they're ranked Missouri up. State. <laughs> they're ranked up there nationally, dog, right now in football season preseason polls. Are they? Yeah, they went to playoffs last year, lost, but they went. What are they ranked? I think uh, fifth nationally. I, that's what I saw yesterday. Wow! If they're not, someone lied to me. <laughs> Yeah, right. See, this is uh, this is how I come off. It's like I whole I wholeheartedly believe it. That is what I had saw. <laughs> I want to look it up before the show ends. <laughs> I do think that there are some. Uh who is it? Montana and Montana State have been really good. Mm-hmm. The Bears are number five in the nation. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bear up, baby. Yeah. That's not or, the saying anymore, actually. He left. Uh, <laughs> again, FCS programs, but Yeah. There you go. But North Dakota State, like, eventually, I, I think they're going to have to make the move, or maybe they just really, really enjoy dominating the FCS, yeah. which actually might just be it. I mean, they are recruiting Division One athletes, mm-hmm. and they do a really good job of it. It's like, hey, you could go play at Wisconsin and be buried on the depth chart. Yep. Or you come here and you start, and you're going to get a look at the NFL. Because we have guys like Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, yeah. Christian Watson. <clears throat> yep. There's so many. Jabril Cox, who transferred to LSU, but he was there. Yes. you got a lot of talent that's coming through that program. So maybe they do just stay and dominate. Uh, who knows? I think a lot is going to change over even the next couple months. 11-11, make a wish. Uh, from Missouri State to go to the Big 12. <laughs> well, I was supposed to keep it to myself, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, my, oh, this guy. my thing, I, I'm just weird and like – Say you add Oregon and Washington to the Big 12, and it dips all the way, like I said yesterday, all the way to Florida, all the way across the nation. Now you can go and get North Dakota State. You've got North Dakota all the way down to Houston, Texas. Oh, shit. It's just cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Maine's doing with football, but you almost have to be like, yeah, San Diego State and Maine. We're bringing you two. And you're going to come up with a theme song, tying all those cities into it, and you're going to be known as just Big America. Welcome to the Big America Conference. We go everywhere, man. All right, that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us on a lovely little Friday. Big Country and I back at it again on Monday. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you then.